Hello, Crossroads and guests. This is Pastor Lee. We're so glad that you've tuned in to our podcast today. I want to let you know about our website, wherelifechanges.com. There you can find more about church events, ministries, and giving options. Check out my blog at pastorlee.org, and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at crcc underscore social. Find us at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash wherelifechanges. We really hope the message today inspires and encourages you to worship passionately, serve others, and share truth. Now let's jump into the message. Give the Lord a praise offering this morning, amen. Turn to about five people and say, is the pastor wearing jeans? Uh, I always say that I've had a few people surprised. I just want you to know pastors are real people too. And they do wear jeans. I've been I've been <laughs> I've been known to wear shorts. Uh, but anyway, I'll save you from that. Hey, today, Pastor Jose and Blanca, will you stand up? We want to celebrate. They have received their citizenship, and they are, we are very, very excited. Blanca, so we're very excited. That is fantastic, fantastic. Uh, when you leave today, there's going to be cake out there, and uh, so get some cake. Uh, we, we believe in heaven on earth, and in heaven you can have your dessert first. So when you go out, you can get cake first and then go on over to the gym and get some barbecue chicken. And uh, in that order, it'd be fine, it'd be fine. The Lord will bless it anyway. Amen? So I want to start this series, My Imperfect Life, and uh, talk about dealing with our imperfections and things that are wrong and what we feel about ourselves when we don't measure up and our weaknesses, our sin. And I want to go back to the very beginning, Genesis chapter 2, verses 5 through 7. I've been told Jeanette Rogers is outside. She's uh, having a medical issue. She's being treated, so we're going to stop and pray for her. And uh, the family's been through a lot, just lost a, uh, a brother uh, a couple weeks ago. And uh, so let's just stop and pray for her. Bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, we just want to lift up Jeanette right where she's at. Lord, we pray that you would attend to her body. Lord, we call it into order by the authority of Jesus Christ. Lord, by your stripes we are healed. We believe that. And we ask, Lord, that you would begin to make what is wrong right and what is not working to work. And, Lord, we pray that you would give her health and strength quickly. Lord, we pray that you would give her favor in the eyes of, of the EMS as they are there. Lord, let them fall in love with her, that they would want to pay special attention to her and do everything they can to help her. Lord, we pray all in Jesus' name. And everybody said together. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We still believe God heals, don't we? Amen. Praise the Lord. We praise the Lord for that. Amen. Well, let me read this to you. Genesis chapter 2, verse 5. And we're back in the creation period. And it says, Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no one to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust 
Everybody say dust. Formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. God made Adam from the dust. He told Adam a little bit later, we'll read, he said, you are dust, and from dust you have come, and to dust you shall return. Now, I want you to think about this. Before God made Adam, he had created a lot of things. There were beautiful rivers. There were waters all over the earth. There was lush grass. If you, if you come to my backyard right now, I have weeds, tall weeds, because weeds don't need water to grow. They just grow anywhere. But back then, there were no weeds. It was just beautiful grass. And God had a heavenly sprinkler system where water just came up, just the right amount of water, just the right amount of sun. I mean, luscious, beautiful grass. Trees, beautiful trees. I mean, nice climbing trees. You build a big old tree house up in there. Nice trees with fruit, no insecticide, no bad taste. I mean, you take a bite and juice just all over you. Good fruit, good fruit. He, he had made all this. He, he had made the, the, the scripture says flowers that were more finely dressed than Solomon, the richest man ever in history. And that's what we see today. When I look at flowers today, that these are flowers that, are, that have more splendor than King Solomon did. Imagine what it was like before Adam fell. Imagine what it was like before sin came into the world and God cursed the earth. I mean, this was a beautiful, beautiful place. And so God starts looking around and says, now what can I make man from? Do I want to pick the beautiful waters, the, the strong trees, the, the juicy fruit, tangerines? Do I, do I want to pick the flower? How do I? No, let's get the dirt. And so God scooped up the lowest substance that was there. Not even dirt. Dust. In order to get the dust, he had to stomp on it a little bit just to get the dust to come up. Not even dirt. Now, everything else was alive. The dirt was dead. And so he didn't even choose a living organism, but instead he chose the dirt. And, and, and dirt dissipates into the air, so it's barely there. And he took the dust. And so the first thing I want you to understand today is we are dust. We are dust. Amen? Amen? I tell you what, next time it's real dry, go out and stomp like that. And when the dust comes up, you could be looking in the mirror. You could stomp it real hard. That could be Uncle Joe. We don't know. I mean, dust. He didn't, he didn't pick all the nice, beautiful things. He picked the lowest, meanest, nastiest, driest, deadest stuff. And that's how he made us. Amen. I think God wanted to understand where we stand in the hierarchy. He wanted us to make sure that we never thought we were God. Have you, have you ever argued with God? Can you imagine the dust arguing with the supreme being? And that's what we do. We argue with God. We second guess God. We're telling God, well, you don't know what you're thinking about. I'm going to do it my way. And, and we forget that we, we are nothing but dust. That's how we are. We, we are dust, and, and there's nothing we can do about it, and, and, and God is God, and I am not. And sometimes I start thinking, well, I was made in his likeness, so I must be like him. Well, I'm dust. Turn to somebody and say, you look dirty. Dust. Get a little water gun, create some mud. 
the dust. We are dust. Don't get blown away. Amen. Now, we may be dust, but we are dust blessed because the dust of the earth was blessed by the creator of the universe. Genesis 1, verse 26 and 27, it says this. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish and the sea and the birds and the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. God took that dead, dry dust and blessed it. God said, let, let, let's bless this dust with our image and our likeness. And then the dust became a living being. You see, when, when you look at me, I'm dust blessed. Amen? I can already tell what y'all going to be calling me later. Dust blessed. When, when you look in the mirror, you are dust that's been blessed by the image and the creator of God. Amen. You have been you you were dust and now you've been blessed. Now you're a living being. So you are dust blessed. And, and that's what happens when what and, and it really doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not. I'm not talking about if you're a Christian, if you're a Muslim, if you're whatever you are. It doesn't matter if you're living and breathing. You are dust blessed. What, when you look at me, I, 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 I was dust and then God blessed me. And now that he blessed me, this is what I look like. It's pretty good, isn't it? I mean, God was double portion of blessing on that. Well, except up here, God, you know. He took some off here and gave me a little extra right here. And so here we are now. Adam, from, from the lowest substance of the earth, now he is blessed. He is blessed with the likeness of God, the image of God. And because of that, now he is elevated higher above everything else. He was lower than everything, and now he has been elevated higher than everything. This is what God does. He takes the dust of the earth, and he exalts it and sets it above all of creation. And, and so... We have to understand that, that now we move from here all the way up to here. The Bible says that God doesn't want you to be a loser. He wants you to be a winner. And it says he doesn't want you to be the last. He wants you to be the first. God wants you to be more than an overcomer in all things. Amen? And so this is what God does. He is always taking what is low and lifting it up high. And what is not and making it as if it is, he takes what is empty and fills it up. This is what God does. Think about it. Adam, after he has been blessed, now all the animals, and he's, Adam's got to name all the animals. Alligator, crocodile, dog, cat. That's all I can think of right now. Think about it. They were so dumb, they didn't even know what they were. Adam had to tell them. And God lifted him up from this to that, and we are blessed he has blessed us. Amen. If you're here today, if you're living and breathing, you are blessed dust. And he is in the process of moving you from the lowest place to exalting you to be united with Christ who is in the highest place. The Bible says that when you are in the city, you are blessed. And when you're in the country, you're blessed. It says he will bless the work of your hands so that you can work and you can provide for yourself. It, it says that you are blessed and you're coming and you're going. 
Amen? So everywhere you go, you're blessed. Amen? Do you walk around everywhere like you're blessed, or do you walk around like you're cursed? You see, I got the breath of God in me. You got the breath of God. I don't care what you believe. This may be your first time ever in church. You may not even like God. You may hate God, and you're just here because you got a pretty girl sitting next to you. I don't know why you're here, but if you're here living and breathing, you are blessed, and God is in the process of moving you from the dirt to his image. Amen? I don't care who you are. God's way is to form the dust of the earth into the glory of God. Are y'all with me? That's what he does. He takes the dust of the earth and he forms it into the glory of God. God is a creator. He creates. That's what he does. What is dead becomes alive. What is old is made new. What was not right becomes right. What was low is lifted up. Amen? This is what he do. We have to understand who we are without him that's why i'm telling you that we're dust without him we have to know who we are without him before we can fully understand who we are with him you see without him i am dust but with him i am strong with him i am powerful with him i can love with him i am handsome if i do say so myself with, with him, I can think, I have intellect, I can dream, I can love, I can have friends, I can share, I, I can build a family. With him, I can be a good father. With him, I can be a son. I can be a grandson. With him, I can be who he wants me to be. With him, I can be all things through Jesus Christ, the Bible said. And, and the scripture says that he will bless even the work of your hands. So I can go out every day and I can work and I can make money and I can provide for my family and I can give stuff away to people. And even, I can do all this stuff. Why? Because I am dust blessed. He's in the process of moving me from the lowest to the highest. From taking me from the dirt to the glory of God. Just think about what humanity has done. We, we, we build all kinds of things. We've invented things. We've been innovators. We've created stuff. I, I remember when I, when I was a, a young boy... It was a long time ago, and I, and I remember we we the when computers were first you know where you could sit in front of a computer, and we had a computer class, and they said now when computers first started they took up a giant room, a giant room, right? How many of y'all had one of those giant mainframes on your desk? Anybody? <coughs> a giant room. Now the little Apple iPhone does more than that thing did. Why? Because God gave man a brain. Think about the sickness and diseases that have been cured because we have people that know how to study and they know how to do research and they have figured out what happens when you mix this and that and everything comes together. You can go to the hospital now and you can be healed of things that, that are wrong in your body, all kinds of stuff. We build giant buildings. That's what humanity has done, but without him, we're just dust. But because we're blessed, we can do all these things. Amen? Isaiah chapter 43, verse 5, it says this. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar, my daughters from the ends of the earth. Here's what I want you to see now. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. We were created. 
The reason God took the dirt and breathed it into it and made it into a living being in the image of God is for his glory. Every human being has been created for the glory of God, to give God glory. Amen? Everybody. I, don't, I, don't, I know, I know y'all are thinking about some people in your life, and you think, they ain't giving nobody glory. <laughs> oh, nasty. Everybody. Every living being. Why? Because it used to be dirt. That, that person in your family that you really don't want to sit next to at Christmas time because they get on your nerve. that person used to be dirt. Look what they are now. Why? Because God is great. Because God is wonderful, because God takes the dirt and blesses it and makes it into that Uncle Joe that drives you crazy. Amen? Next time, next time you run into somebody you don't like, I want you to just think this. They are such a masterpiece of God. It'll help if you say God. Like, God, they're such a masterpiece of God. Amen? When your husband's driving you crazy, say, honey, you are a masterpiece of God. Right? He'll probably take out his wallet and give you the credit card. Say, go shopping, honey. Right? <clears throat> Amen. It is for his glory, for his glory. Why does God want glory? Because he is a good, good father. Amen. And the Bible says because he is a good father, he wants to give his children good stuff. Amen. Now, what's the greatest gift you could ever receive? Is it not God himself? And so the good father knows the best thing for you is him. And so he says, I need glory because I'm an invisible God, so I have to shine myself into humanity that you might see my characteristics so that I have glory that would draw you to me. God needs glory in order to give humanity the best gift ever, which is himself. Amen? Don't you want that gift? Amen. And so that's what he's doing. So whenever you look around and you see people that used to be dirt and now here they are and they're beautiful and here they are and they're walking and breathing and living and, and doing everything. That is the glory of God saying, look how good I can take dirt and make that. Now, why are you scared? What are you afraid of? Why do you doubt me? If I can do that, can I not do all things? For his glory. Amen. Why? Because we're attracted to glory. The Bible says that when Moses came down from the mountain, that his face shone with the glory of God. Everybody say shone. See, we like shiny stuff. Amen? Every time I do a wedding and, and I get the man's ring, it's shiny with gold. Then I get the woman's ring and it's like three times shinier with diamonds. I don't know who made up that rule, but that's, that's what happened. We like shiny stuff. I, I remember... Uh, when, when I, was, I was working at Mazio's Pizza, I was attracted to the glory of the sausage. Whew, that's good. I'm going to work here get half off. And I remember I was working here. I was making the pie and I was putting the sauce on. And, and I look up and here comes this woman in the door. Glorious. And my body started to float. Because we're attracted to glory. Amen? We, we are attracted to things that we see as beautiful. That's why God is a creator. He is the ultimate artisan, making all things beautiful. Music, nature, the sun, the moon, the stars, the beauty, 
and he is constantly doing that. And then he wants, he says, I want to make your life beautiful. I want to change you from the dirt into the image of God so that what what's, was mud now becomes the brilliance of who I am, and I am making you beautiful so that people will be attracted to you. So, and then when they come to you, you can say, it's not me that shines, but it's him who shines through me. For I walk in the light as he is in the light. Amen? And, and so we understand that, that when he reveals himself, when, when I first begin to understand God, and I'm not going to sit here and say that I have seen God fully because the Bible says right now we see with a, a veil over us, so we see him partially, but I have seen God more later than I have earlier in my life, and the more that I see God, the more I'm drawn to him. The more that I want to be around him, the more that I want to talk to him and listen to him, the more I want to be in worship, the more I want to be in his presence. I enjoy prayer more. I enjoy the Bible more. I commune with this heavenly father who loves me enough to send his own son to die for me. And this God who says, even when you're faithless, I will be faithful. I'm dust, blessed, and he has made me from the dust of the earth into the image of God. I'm overwhelmed by him. My mind is blown by him. My life is changed by him. My soul is saved by him. He is my God. Amen. There was a time when God told Moses and the people of Israel said, he, he, God was, they'd been sinning, so God said, you know, y'all don't want to listen to me. You just go on by yourself. And Moses said, unless you go with us, we will not go. David, in Psalm 51, after he had sinned so greatly, he, he prayed to the Lord, do not take your spirit from me. In other words, don't leave me. Because once you have seen God, you are drawn to him. He draws you in, and you need him, you want him, you can't wait to be with him. Amen? If you don't understand what I'm talking about, then you are still... Uh, having a, a, a vision of who he is that is being revealed little by little, but the more you know of God, the more you want him. Amen? Can anybody be a witness to that? Say amen. Amen? And, and so we have to understand, God says, I, I need to have glory, not because I'm narcissistic, not because I'm arrogant, not because I just want everybody saying, whoo, look how good God is. I want to have glory so that your brothers and sisters, for your aunts, your uncles, for your children, your grandchildren, for your enemies, for everybody to see me through your life so they will come to me because I'm a good father wanting to give good gifts to his children. Amen? Are y'all with me this morning? Now, Genesis chapter 3, you know what happened. So Adam and Eve were there, and they were in the garden, and the serpent came in and, and beguiled Eve, and she ate the fruit, and Adam was right there and did nothing. Can I get an amen? Did nothing. Just let it happen. Genesis 3, verse 14, now God is handing out the curses. I want you to see what he says to the serpent. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, Cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. Now that's the curse on the animal, the serpent. But then he keeps going. He says, and I will put enmity, that is hatred. I will put extreme hatred between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. And he will crush your head. Now, if you have ever seen a snake or been around a snake, if you want to kill the snake, how do you kill the snake? You got to crush the head, right? 
you crush the tail, it's going to make you mad. You got to crush the head or he's going to come back and bite you. So when he says this, when God says this, it wasn't, he wasn't saying to the devil, you know, my son is going to make your life miserable. He said, my son, the offspring of Eve is going to crush your head, absolutely destroy your kingdom, put an end to it forever and ever. That's what he said. Amen. You can praise the Lord for that. Amen. Now, we know here that he's talking about his son, Jesus Christ, but in Romans 16, verse 20, the Holy Spirit speaks this through the writer, and he says, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. Why? Because we are the body of Christ. So I have risen from the dirt, and he made me into a living being. And then here comes the serpent, and the serpent messes everything up. God had given glory to man, and the serpent takes it away. God had put man over nature, and, and the serpent messed it up, and the earth became cursed. And, and Satan stole away the creation, and, and suddenly the earth became the dominion of Satan. The New Testament said that he is the God of this world. So what did God do? God doesn't just back up and give up, but God looks at Adam now, who's now lower than he was. Because when he was created, he was created in innocence. He couldn't even imagine anything wicked. He wasn't perfect, righteous, that he could resist all temptation. But he had no, nothing in his own mind. He was completely innocent. Now, though, he has sinned. And the Bible said sin has filled him up so much that it overflows into his seed for every generation, for all of mankind. And now God says, takes Adam, who's lower than he was, and says, I will unite you with my son, you will become his body, and you will crush the head of Satan. And so we, the dirt, the dust, God says, I will exalt you to the, become a living being, and you will be formed into the image of God. But then I will send my son and he will love you, and you will be drawn to him. And now you'll be formed into the righteousness of God. And you will crush the head of the snake. And so the dirt conquers the devil forever and ever. Amen? I think we ought to praise the Lord for that. Amen? I, I want you to, to, to think about this. God is using the dust, the part of death in you. That's what he's forming into his image. That's what he's forming into his righteousness. It's the dust, the lowest, that thing that in the middle of all of creation was, was worth nothing. God is forming mankind, and if you remember, the scripture says in the Old Testament that mankind without God, every inclination of the heart is wicked. Everything I think about is, is selfish. If I don't have God, I, I don't have any good in me. The apostle Paul said, there's nothing good living inside of me except God himself. Why? Because I'm dust. I'm dust blessed, but I'm still dust. If it wasn't for the blessing of God upon my life, I wouldn't be a living being. But if it wasn't for his spiritual blessing in my life, I wouldn't be a child of God. 
I'm a child of God, not for what I have done, but for what he has done in me, for how he took up the dust and breathed it into it, made me a living being, and then sent his son and his Holy Spirit breathed it into me again. And I became the righteousness of God. Amen? The Bible says that there's going to come a day when he will come and there will be a battle. I want to read it to you out of Revelation 19, verse 11. I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and war wages war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Just in case you don't know, that's us. The dirt has become the army of God. That thing that was dead, the thing that had no value, the thing that had no purpose, has been elevated and exalted, united with the King of Kings. And we become the army of God. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. And on his robe and on his thigh, he has this name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You may have been created dust, but your destiny is to stomp out the devil. God created you to bring him glory. And to stomp out the devil, to end the devil's work, to fight against wickedness. Amen? This is what God does. I want you to see this is just what he does. He is a creator, like a, like a potter with a clay, and he takes what is just a lump of nothing and begins to form it and make it into something. He formed Moses from a murderer to a deliverer. He formed David from an adulterer to a king. He formed Saul from a persecutor to a preacher. Zacchaeus from a thief to a philanthropist. The woman at the well, he formed her from a harlot to an evangelist. And the question is, now what will he do for you? What will he do for you? What will he do for you? You look in the mirror and you see dust. You look in the mirror and you see emptiness. You look in the mirror and you see, well, this is wrong with me and that's wrong with me and I can't do this well and I don't do that well and I sin here and I messed up and I did this and I keep doing it over and over again and we see everything that is wrong with us. But I want you to know that you are the dust that God is transforming into his image, into his likeness, into his righteousness. Amen? I don't misunderstand what I'm saying. It's not that we should fall in love with the dust. But it's that we should understand that dust is who we are. And God knew it when he made us because he chose how to make us. The weaknesses we have, the struggles we have, the temptations that we face, all of those things that are, that are in our life that may, that a lot of times, there, there's so many times when, I, when I'm so angry with myself for what I have done. And, and, and if I were the judge, then I would give myself a life sentence. I, I'd give myself a death sentence. Because I'm so upset with what I have done. Meanwhile, I have a God who says, but I am a compassionate, loving God. I'm slow to anger and abounding in love. And you may hate yourself, but I love you all the more. And I look at the dust and say, I don't want to be dust no more. I'm tired of being dust and being weak and, and messing up and making mistakes and, and messing up other. I'm tired of messing everybody's life up. And he says, just wait. I'm forming you. 
and I'm going to take you from the lowest and exalt you. This is what God does. This is the story of God. To the weak, he gives strength. To the hated, he gives love. To the suffering, he gives comfort. To the lost, he gives away. To the hopeless, he gives a dream. To the tempted, he gives power. To the dumb, he gives wisdom. To the rebellious, he gives forgiveness. This one I really like. To the ugly, he gives beauty. To the failure, he gives success. To the anxious, he gives peace. To the dust, he gives his image. And to the brokenhearted, he gives righteousness. He is a good, good father. And so much of what we see about ourselves that we hate, God sees this as the substance by which he will receive glory as he transforms it and changes it into his righteousness. If that's not good news, I don't know what is. Amen. Jesus said it this way in Isaiah 61. Jesus said, for the spirit of the Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who grieve, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. And they the dust will become oaks of righteousness, the planning of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Whether you agree with it or not, whether you feel like it or not, that is the truth. It's the truth of who you are. It's the truth of who I am. We are dust blessed. And God is working in our life to transform us God told the Apostle Paul, he, he said, my power is made perfect in your weakness. I want you to know today that God's power will be made perfect in your imperfections. It's, it's the things about us that we hate that he uses the most. Now, don't, don't, don't get the wrong idea. I'm not saying, well, if God's using it, then it must be good, and so I can just live in it. No, that's not what I'm saying. He takes the dust and transforms it into the glory of God. And so we don't stay dust. We don't want to be dust. We want God to deliver us from our dusty selves. Amen? And we want to let him change us into his glory, into his righteousness, so that we become what he wants us to become. But we cannot do that as long as we hate ourselves so much. Because when I'm hating me, I'm sinning against God. How, how can I hate the child of God? As much if I hate you that I'm sinning, same as if I hate me. I have to learn how to embrace who I am. I am dust. I will make mistakes. Even the Apostle Paul said, not that I've already become perfect. Why? Because I'm not going to become perfect until I get to heaven in my glorified body, till there is a redemption of my body. Right now on earth, there is a sinful nature in me always working against the glory of God inside of me. And if I begin to hate myself, because every time I, well, I had a divorce, I had an affair, I had an abortion, I had this, I, who cares? It's dust. And it's amazing what God can do with dust. You give it to him, and he transforms it.
into the glory of God. 2 Corinthians 3, and I'll, I'll finish with this. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. Amen? Which comes from the Lord. Ever-increasing glory. You see, when you, when you walk on this journey of life, you can focus on everything wrong. And you can focus on every place where you don't give God glory. Or you can say, I'm being transformed. One day at a time, one step at a time, one habit at a time, one relationship at a time, one word at a time, one thought at a time. And when you go backward, God doesn't give up. God doesn't quit. He just keeps transforming. Because that's what he does. It is his nature to be a creator. And he is always making things new. Amen. Y'all receive that this morning. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. S stand up with me, if you will. I want to pray with you for a minute. Heavenly Father, arrest our attention right now. Lord, every one of us, every single one of us, have gotten so lost in our insecurities and so angry over our sin and, and so lost over our past. Lord, we have despised ourselves. We've despised what we've done and who we've hurt. And Lord, I know the enemy would love for us to never take our eyes off of our imperfection. And he's always reminding us, he's always bringing it up, what we've done wrong. But Lord, you are a creator. And you make all things new. And though we are dust, we are blessed. And though we are imperfect, your power is being made perfect in our weakness. So Lord, I, I pray for anybody here, Lord, that is so down on themselves. Lord, that you would give them hope today. Remind them that you're a good, good father. That you are still loving them. Still wanting to give to them. Lord, I pray for anyone who is so upset over the sins they have committed. Lord, I pray for those who feel like you can't love them anymore. Lord, remind them that they are the clay in the potter's hand. And you're just not done yet. Lord, help us to remember, every one of us, that though we were dust, 
we're being transformed into your glory. And we are all the masterpiece still being formed. Hey, I just want to say thank you for your time and listening today. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and share us with your friends. Also, remember to follow us on social media. If you ever find yourself in the area, we would love to see you on a Sunday morning at 1040 a.m. Thank you again, and we'll see you next week.